It's game week, and we're going to celebrate some rec specs. You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined by walking vector Kevin Greck and face of the pod, Alex Plum. <laughs> now, Kevin. now. CDC says I'm probably no longer shedding a virus, you guys. Tell that to your cough. Yeah. Uh, I, dear listener, I do apologize if I ever cough directly into the microphone. I'm just sort of uh, hovering on the mute button right now. Hover on that mute button. Uh, and for those of you who haven't gone over to see Mike Jones and yours truly represent the pod well on Matt Sheehan's Lockdown Spartans youtube channel well then we highly recommend you do so now stop what you're doing hit pause here because this pod doesn't hold a candle to my glorious visage shown brightly <laughs> over the wonders of the internet do we this think Greg like, actually had covid or just didn't want to be on camera just didn't want to be on camera i think i contracted covid specifically to avoid that to i would who was uh, the you remember uh the instagram uh like model that uh that mm, uh going great mind. yeah i went Keep licking trying. toilets trying to pick up covid and it so oh yeah okay wrong god <laughs> fuck <laughs> all right the antonio you... brown instagram <laughs> model, that's what i wanted oh yes 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 uh, yes yeah, that's yeah. right uh all right thank you of course everyone for listening and bearing through that uh if we could ask a small favor please share the pod with spartans in your life rate review subscribe and Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Spartan underscore pod. Uh, Greg, uh, what? Oh, we got a cough. What I'm, will be I'm the back. Of this show? I'm back. That was good. You didn't even know. You had no idea. Uh, you, uh, you, you, we need a uh, mute button like Plum has. That's what we, we all need to upgrade our. Uh, yes, upgraded. I've been muting and burping all night. <laughs> so uh, the pod. Uh, it starts with football, but not a game preview, a special teams preview. We saved truly the best for last, dear listener. And uh, we'll take that. We'll stay on uh, the green wall. We'll cover changes to the basketball team, a little bit of gymnastics, a little bit of volley- volleyball. Then we'll go off Grand River because we want to keep that game preview you know, we we don't want to just give it all away. You know, we got to we got to people come it. here for the previews. That's right. It's our credibility that I built so much of last time, uh, last week that they're that they're here for. <laughs> then, of course, we will preview the game against the Broncos, which are uh, imperfectly broken range horses. As I, uh, <laughs> as I then we'll take uh, those Twitter questions. All right, lots to get to. So let's head behind that green wall without delay. And we're going to start with sad news, and then we're going to move up to the rec specs. Uh, So we're going to start with the news that Demetrius Bell, wide receiver, four-star wide receiver, has decommitted from... Boo. Piss. Who cares? Moving on. Dead to us. Yeah, dead to us. (laughs) Can we we just say real quick, because I think people for some bizarre reason, freaked out about this. 
And let's remember that in the 2022 class, uh, some nice pickups uh, at the wide receiver spot. Um, it, it, I think the, you know, Jeremy Bernard, we're talking about playing this year, uh, right. not being mentioned playing, but a talent in his own right, Antonio Gates Jr. Uh, so it was a fine class from a talent perspective. And while I recognize that it's early, we already have four-star in-state wide receiver Nick Marsh from the class of 2024, who has dubbed himself Megatron as a commit. <laughs> I, I assume they will take a wide receiver, but I'm not, I like, I'm not fretting about where the 2023 class is at this point in time. Indeed. So let's talk about the guys that <laughs> did the opposite of decommit this week. Yes. Uh, yeah, so Jalen Thompson. Uh, I thought you were going to like roll with it there. Uh, no, I set it up for you guys to knock it down. Come on, man. Boo. All right. Yes. Jalen Thompson uh, out of Cast Tech. Uh, his former coach, it was like this when we hired, uh, I can't remember his name, Wilchers, his last name, uh, former coach of Cast Tech for community and high school relations. It, this was like the. The big deal is, would we be able to recruit Jalen Thompson uh, still because he was the in-state target? Um, he is a 6'3", 245 defensive lineman, probably playing uh, defensive end at Michigan State. Uh, he is a uh, four-star composite, uh, 198th nationally, 31st defensive line prospect, and number three in the state of Michigan uh, per the composite. And his finalists were... Cincinnati, Penn State, and you hate to see it, Ohio State. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's that's a nice head-to-head -head win uh, for for the Spartans here, and another top two hundred recruit. Like, yeah, and, and outside of those top three, very nice looking peer group as we always talk about. You got your Georgias in here, you got your Michigans in here, you got your Notre Dames in here. You got your Tennessees in here. You got your USC's in here. There's a Nebraska offer in here, but no, uh, no Northwestern offer. So that's unfortunate. George, Georgia um, offer. Georgia I didn't see offer. the Georgia offer. Now again, asterisk. What's committable? Blah 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 blah. But still, uh, very exciting pickup. Yeah, uh, and I think this one got a little bit slow played, which is interesting because you know we were in on so many really uh, super elite defensive line prospects uh, that it's it's interesting to me that a top two hundred in state recruit we we kind of slow played. Um, and by the way, this, this team win. has struggled sometimes with Detroit recruits, so I think this is inroads that Tucker continues to make. D'Antonio. He whiffed a lot of the time when it came to Detroit guys. So. Well, I mean, he was locked out, basically. Well, that's true, too. That Toward the end. Toward the end. Yeah. What's his face? Yeah. Man, remember that time Tony Paul wrote an entire article just based upon what that guy's attorney said? Just that love was... that. Great journalism. We get that a lot. Uh, all right. Uh, other news, people who have picked the Spartans. Ben Patton, kicker from Auburn. More on this later. Uh, as we move into the previews uh, of special teams, but he's a grad transfer from Auburn, uh, originally from the state of Michigan, and has three years as a grad transfer of eligibility. We're gonna we're gonna unpack that. That that there's something very fishy there. Uh, <laughs> but I wanted to talk about Hamp Fay first because this is really striking to me. Uh, we had bandied this about a little bit uh, th th that he had 
seen a little time with the safeties. What is is this a common thing? I mean, what is this kid's football IQ? Because that's no. the whole thing. None? Not not this, common. This is not common. Highly uncommon. Six five uh safeties are not a thing. That like is not a thing that happens. So then what the hell is going on here? Is this a is Greg, this a really bad consolation prize? I mean, what's going on here is that he's gonna be transferring here in the nearish future. That's what's Very going good. on. Very good. Very, very good. Okay. I mean, what the whole point I thought I heard made or I, I heard I read someone was making was that sort of he had this, or maybe this is what Thorne said. It was, was what Peyton Thorne said. He sort of, you know, because he was a quarterback, he sort of knows. Oh, the Henderson. And, Henderson. Oh, Henderson said it. So is that window dressing? Is that Henderson getting out there for the, the PR team? I don't know. I mean, I, I think, well, in fairness, Xavier Henderson is a great quote. And honestly, a lot of truth serum. Uh, like, you know, we're going to talk about the second Davion Prim moving to cornerback. And he's like, yeah, you know, he's he's an athlete. Like, <laughs> but like clearly was a not ready. Uh, and then his other quote about we'll go as far as our offensive line takes us. What takes us, yeah. Was, you know, cool. spot on. Like, I mean, he said the thing we all knew, but the fact that he said it, I think, is a bit compelling. So. Uh, I don't know that he was trying to glow up Hamp Fay in any particular way. I don't know that he thinks that we need Hamp Fay as a quarterback. So, you know. I mean, if he can't kick, might as well throw him in the back. Cool. Cool, cool, yeah. cool. So I, I cannot think of any notable times that a quarterback's been transitioned to a safety and, like, the world caught on fire, you know, like yeah. wide receiver happens, H back happens. You're really struggling to think of a single wide receiver. I mean, you could ever, yeah, you could move him to tight end at six, yeah. five. And, and what I think what's telling, and I feel like we're beating up on a kid right now, but no, I'm, just, I'm, I'm legitimately curious. He, well, so he played, uh, he transferred his senior year of high school because, uh, he wasn't going to be playing quarterback at his school in Texas. So he, he transferred to another Texas school, um, but he had been playing, I think, wide receiver and tight end at his prior school. So the fact that he was not able to make that transition here to tight end is a bit uh, confusing slash interesting to me. Mm -hmm. um, but other moves... And this is where uh, I do get a little concerned is Dylan Tatum and Davion Prim uh, have both moved to cornerback. Um, I suspect that means we are more hurt at quarterback, or I'm sorry, at cornerback than we realize. Hmm. Uh, Chris Solari did some sleuthing on the, uh, on the, the Twitter um, videos that get put out and like, Freshman that people are actually excited about, Caleb Coley. Uh, they um, they had him in the stands during the scrimmage uh, mm. in the videos, and then apparently I didn't realize when the press goes to uh, practice, they you know the fifteen minutes that they get, they're not allowed to say who's in a red jersey, despite the fact that they are allowed to video record. <laughs> so they just sort of like place themselves in certain positions to sort of get. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is <laughs> not being able to write about who is injured in some capacity. And cause a red Jersey doesn't mean you're really super hurt. It just right. means 
we don't want you being knocked down right now. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that was, uh, that was a nice little tidbit, but that I am a little bit worried that our depth at cornerback that we're, we're a little bit injury plagued back there is my, is my current conspiracy theory. So. Okay. Should we talk about the position group preview that everyone has been waiting for? I mean, is it finally time? People have been on edge. I can't get people out of my DMs this week with this stuff. Uh, Upper Deck Jerk Guy cried, I heard, when we didn't give him the special teams preview. (laughs) It sounds so good. It's it's time. Your mic is so much better. Honestly, on on behalf of the listeners, (laughs) thank you. This better be the best sounding uh, podcast episode we've ever. We, 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 that's why we save special teams. We wanted it for just this kind just of an occasion. This microphone. All right, we're gonna <clears> run <throat> through. Here's what we're gonna do. All right, we're okay. gonna start with place kicking, field goals, extra points. Jack Stone, true freshman. Wait, Plum. This should be. I, I'm sorry. This I should really is mine. I'm yeah, so sorry. I'm, I'm I hijacked deeply it. offended. I'm deeply, deeply, deeply offended. Jack Stone, true freshman out of Dallas, kicked almost zero field goals in all of his years of high school. But the kid, 70% of his kickoffs were touchbacks, and he averaged over 40 yards per punt. So he's quite good, uh, very, very highly ranked. He's got the leg. And as far as most of the commentators and special teams have said, is he is the guy that is basically probably likely to get the job. But not guaranteed. Of course, vying against him before the news that Ben Patton came was our sophomore walk-on, Stephen Rusnak, who played a few games last season, best known for costing us the Purdue game, uh, went 0-for-1 on field goals. I don't know if he cost us the Purdue game, but he cost us the Purdue game for sure. Uh, and only 4-for-5. What I remember is that he is the guy who missed an extra point. Boo, boo, hiss. Uh, Stephen Rusnak originally out of Clarkston and had to rescind his letter of intent to University of South Dakota to walk on last year. Uh, And then, of course, as was mentioned by Mike Jones, Ben Patton. What I don't understand is the kid graduated from Rochester Adams High School in 2019, and he is somehow coming to us as a graduate transfer, which implies that he completed a bachelor's degree in two years. Uh, dude, it must have had a lot of AP credit and then hit the books at Auburn. I don't know. No, no, I don't know about that. Listen, I know they make them pretty dumb in the South. No one is going to argue that He's people coming out of Alabama. No, no, no. I'm, but I'm saying I don't. I mean, the SEC does not have a track record of really intelligent people coming out of it. I don't know if that's true. I'm going to say it's true because it's the South. And I live down there. Yokels. I just. <laughs> Some, I can say this. Something is wrong. So you don't have that many AP credits. That's something is wrong. Two years. And three years of eligibility remaining because of COVID and having not right. played. So this could be good for us. He helped them nearly win the Iron Bowl with a very impressive 49-yard field goal. Unfortunately, Alabama did come back to win that game. He went five for six on field goals and was 100% with his point after tries. So we like that about him. He is likely giving Mr. Stone a run for his money, but it is great to have the depth that we do in this position. Uh, so I know Greg clearly doesn't want to spend any time talking about this, but 
it is it is telling to me this is the second time we've had a highly touted kicker uh, join the team. Uh, okay. And it is interesting to me that somehow before the news about Ben Patton, there was supposedly a competition here between Jack Stone and someone who I would say is an inadequate kicker in Steven Rusnak. And then, uh, and then we bring in a transfer, what, 11 days before the season starts? Kicking is kicking, man. You know, whether you're doing it in Alabama or the state of Michigan, kicking is kicking. So I do like six for six on point after attempts because here's what we're replacing is Matty C. And uh, Matty was not necessarily elite as a field goal kicker. He was was elite in terms of dad's jobs and in terms of hair. Hair. And, and in terms of and craziness of girlfriend. Maddie <laughs> was 100% in extra points. The <laughs> other thing that Maddie C was good at until said girlfriend and him encountered an injury was kicking the ball out the end zone. Uh, so that is a piece of this that we're going to need to replace as well. Maybe, maybe Jack Stone can do that for us. Well, we'll see. Listeners of this podcast will know, will know that there is one thing during basketball season that I hate more than anything else. Missed free throws. The extra point is to football what the free throw is to basketball. You have to get them 100% of the time or you should be shot. (laughs) Okay. Okay. 100% of the time. All right, let's get to Mr. Rex Specs, uh, the, the January cover model of Rex Specs, uh sexy magazine, Bryce Berenger himself. Uh, Bryce Berenger somehow was not even on watch lists or a finalist, I think, for the Ray Guy Award last year. And anyone who Rude. watched his performance knows that he was a top-tier punter. Yeah, was I, the guy. Yeah. Not just Ray Guy. The yeah. guy. Uh, here's my thing that I would posit. It's possible without K-9, uh, with some possible offensive line injuries, that the offense doesn't do as well as we would hope. Bryce Berenger may be the single most important returning player on this roster, and I say that without a hint of humor. Because he was so often able to pin people within the 10-yard line. Uh, he clearly has quite the leg and can flip the field. It, if we are in close games, Bryce Berenger will be the difference maker. That is my hottest take of yeah. the episode, probably. And, and in terms of the Ray Guy list last year, we will all recall, of course, that uh, in 2019, he simply was not a member of the team. Right. <laughs> the staff was like, nah, you're just a student. You've been relegated. <laughs> so just, just here's student. a camera. You can help out with that. Yeah. And you know, I know what it feels like to be relegated and promoted at various <laughs> intervals to things that you spend time trying to do well. It hurts. It's hurtful. It's deeply painful. Look, so. I think there's a difference between yourself abandoning projects and Bryce Berenger putting in the work every day. And just let's Let's not conflate. Uh, uh, we both have a mustache, so maybe you take a step back on this <laughs> okay. one. All right. Uh, last for specialists are returners. Uh, last year, Jaden Reed. What do you mean and- last? We didn't even get to 
Hank Pepper, Long Snapper. You guys, this podcast sucks. I am, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm abandoning it again. I'm, All right, I'm defecting. We may well have very new listeners, and I just want to thank you for that, Alex. <laughs> they came because they were they were they came because they knew this was special teams week, and they were waiting for Long Snapper Hank Pepper. They came because they saw your mustache on a, <laughs> on another platform, and they, they saw were it. like, "Ooh, <laughs> they ooh, saw my mustache that. being worn by Bryce Berenger." Okay, sorry, <laughs> Jaden Reed. Uh, Jaden Reed uh, and Jalen Naylor did the bulk of the work last year. Jaden Reed, I, how many punt returns for a touchdown did he have? Several, four, lots, three or four. More than the last fifteen years combined. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we do know Jaden Reed has, thanks, uh, to, uh, what's his face, Kate Hauser. We do know Jaden Reed has been a little banged up through fall camp, uh, and that Jarek Broussard was getting some, some run, uh, some reps on return duty. So I suspect that in place of Jalen Naylor, we see Jarek Broussard back there with Jaden Reed. Um, but the other thing I would say, and it's, it's a theme of, all of the previews we've done is that the depth on this team is much better. So we've talked about the specialists and the returners here, but it's still a, you know, you've got 11 guys out there. And so Mm -hmm. the fact that there are people who will be playing meaningful snaps and also on special teams is a big deal. Uh, You will see, you know, top flight talent out there this year, uh, and, and I think that's something to be encouraged about because, again, if people are saying that the Spartans are going to take a step back, and, and I think we all are comfortable conceptually with that, but the place where you're going to eke out wins is going to be on special teams. And punting is obviously winning in the Big Ten. So, of course, we are here. You're here. Uh, so, uh, overall, for the season, now that we're here, um, yeah. Your thoughts on the on the team, really quick. Uh, how how comfortable are we with the, the defense, the offense, the special teams? I mean, we saw that uh, this week that the Vegas books are taking some lopsided action on the over on wins, but uh, but they think that they can hold and beat the big money coming in. Um, so Vegas is more pessimistic about this team than the market, it seems. So overall, you first. I don't know. I tend to trust people who are good at their jobs. Um, also a reason I got a vaccine. <laughs> it turns out it just <laughs> these things seem self-evident. So yeah, when a very notable bookmaker in uh, Vegas starts to go a little bit uh a little bit sus on Spartans. I tend to think nine and three. I mean, the the line is at seven point five, so Ooh, you'd be taking the, so I'm still, be taking the I'm over. over. And I this, can't get down that low. I can't do it. I can't go to seven and five. That makes me physically ill. That would make well, just, me just just remember this is the same Vegas that had MSU with like four wins last year. Last year they were uh, they were a bit off on that. I don't know well, exactly. But they were they were they were off. Everyone was off. No one knew what and or who and or how kind of. I think this podcast. I think certain elements of this podcast claim that there would be an eleven win season last year. And we were right. Oh God, is my pessimism going to cost us this? Oh no! Heck. 
Well, I, I do think realistically we probably are looking at nine and three. I do believe that nine and three, maybe ten and two. If I, long I mean, snapper Hank Pepper does what he need him to do, I I was responsible for this week's uh, Western Michigan Broncos broken horse uh, preview, <laughs> and I got to tell you, I you know listen to the whole thing, of course, but I I wasn't scurred at the end of it. We'll just say there you that. go. There you go. So anyway, I, yeah, <clears throat> I, I think the bigger thing is if we're talking about the trajectory of the program, it's recruiting, you know, mm-hmm. uptick. Right. I think there's a real need to cover the over here. I think eight and four has got to be your floor. Yeah. And, and with that is some really competitive games and uh, competitive losses. But, I mean, this is the most obvious take in the world, and it's the same thing Xavier Henderson said. It, we will go as far as our offensive line takes us. Yeah. The, the, the seven dudes that are probably playing for sure, good, great, fine. We return some talent there. Uh, we start to lose those, I start to get a little bit worried. Yeah. So, Should we talk about the basketball roster? Yes, and I meant to pull this tweet up. You don't want to talk it's about okay. the NFTs? No, I don't really want to talk about the NFTs. I don't I don't have any interest in doing that. We've covered NFTs. Not uh, until they become fungible. That's what I've always said. Yeah. <laughs> we talk about fungible things only on this podcast. Uh, there's been some uh, jockeying. Uh, well, first off, uh, there's a new walk-on on the basketball team this week. Somehow you've missed this. Uh, Mr. Nick Sanders, son of Barry Sanders, who's some dude, uh, will be a walk-on guard to Tom Izzo's team this year. Continuing the proud tradition of famous dads, whether it's a Hoiberg or a Izzo (laughs) or a Smith. (laughs) Um, I I can't wait until he gets a scholarship. By the way, I cannot wait until... Barry Sanders' son gets a scholarship. Are we going to see Barry Sanders like in the concourse at Breslin Center this year? And and tell me how this hurts us. Like it does it zero percent hurts us? By the way, this is Not a win upside by any standard. Yeah, one hundred percent upside. And you know, and I was I was looking at uh, uh, someone someone flagged this. Uh, Oh shoot! I, we got to go back to one thing on football later. But uh, someone flagged for uh, that Tucker is scheduling a lot of official visits, fall official visits, to coincide with basketball games. Which oh good, not surprising, right? Like yeah, that yeah. But you know he's definitely going to have some running back prospects there to meet Barry Sanders. That is yeah, a thing that will happen. I, I don't uh, know if the kids are aware of Barry Sanders and his career. Um, I'd be oh. interested to know that. But yeah, I guess uh, you're right. It it happened in Detroit is the problem. So it, it I mean they might go look it up later and be like, oh my god, I met this dude, and tell their dads, and their dads will be freaking out. But, oh yeah, uh, you'll get you'll um, get people in the but, air. Anyway. Uh, in addition to Nick Sanders, there's been some moving around in in the recruiting rankings. 
this is not really news. Like these players are not better or worse as a result of this, but basically Xavier Booker got bumped to number one by rivals, uh, but moved down to number six by 24 seven. So he's still high five star uh, Xavier Booker uh, fears. Jeremy fears bumped up uh, across all of the recruiting rankings. Kind of expected to see that, but now he's up in the thirties where I think, I think a lot of people thought he always belonged. So good yeah. to see. High four star. Yeah. Cohen Carr, mixed bag, dropped a little bit on the rivals, up a little bit, up pretty significantly, actually, on the 24-7. And uh, Gehrig, uh, up 25, 25 spots on the rivals um, and up into the hundreds. Uh, no, up to the in, 90s. Yeah. Um, up above, up into the double digits uh, from the triple digits. So overall, positive moves for for everyone, basically. Um, and I think they are on 24-7, the number three class in the country. Is that right? Something like that? Yeah, because we're still, ESPN is still uh, holding Booker down. Booker yeah. is still a four-star. Who cares? It's a fantastic class, and that is what yes. matters. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, do we want to talk about... Um, some new name, image, and likeness action happening for the gymnastics team? Yes, but before we do, I wanted to circle back on one thing on football because I meant to shout this out because someone did some awesome research uh, as we were talking about sort of anticipation for the year and expectation setting. Um, so year three as a benchmark year, um, some other notable coaches that you might want to compare yourself to and what they did in year three. So Saban went eight and five. Daba went six and seven. Uh, Kirby Smart had his second worst year at uh, Georgia. Urban Meyer led Florida nine and four in his third season. Jimbo Fisher went nine and four in year two at uh, FSU and eight and five in year two at, at, at Texas A&M. Uh, Verbose Dutch did all the, the research on that. Wanted to shout it out because... Last year was incredible. Mm-hmm. It was lightning in a bottle. It was fantastic. And I just, as you're looking at peer groups, you wouldn't mind being a part of. It was, it's worth remembering that all of those really great people had to build a program too. So Urban Meyer, really great people. Ah, you said it, my man. You said man, it. Things that I said, I wish I could take back. But yes, let's talk about gymnastics uh, and their, uh, uh, their NIL deal. Um, Greg, do you have the details on this? Yeah. So each player is getting about 5K and they're required to give $500 to charity of their choice. And it's done through Charitable Gift America, uh, which I'm not familiar with uh, personally. But uh, this is, I mean, this is exciting. We we talked a lot about this when NIL was coming around, that in certain ways this might kind of you know amplify women's sports in a way that i mean we'll be honest they really just haven't experienced to date so to see this which i think is uh uncommon right it wasn't it said that there have not been that many team-wide nil deals in gymnastics um very exciting no and notably i think what's interesting to me is obviously they've got to give money back to charity but the dollar amount is not substantially different than the Hallmark deal that was issued by UWM mm-hmm. for men's and, and uh, basketball and, and football. You know, th- those players are getting $6,000 to tweet right. incessantly. 
uh, about United Wholesale Mortgage. And, you know, that's great. But, you know, the the women's gymnastics team is getting a, a decent little chunk of change yeah. to each player. And For sure. also getting to give notoriety some really cool causes. I, I love this deal. This is great. I love that it's team-wide. Um, there's a lot to celebrate here. There is. There is. And speaking of things to celebrate, women's volleyball won its first match of the season. Uh, in, so, the in the Brez. In the Brez. First time since 2010, I think. Uh, but yeah, there is, if you're listening to this, uh, there is this upcoming weekend, it's Labor Day weekend, a lot of MSU sports to consume around East Lansing. I think I, they all went undefeated, by the way, this past week. Really? Yeah, really? women's soccer, men's yeah, every yeah, women's soccer, men's soccer, uh, volleyball, a few, a couple other sports teams played, but yeah, all undefeated. So there was a lot in the weekend that's ending. I think there's a lot as well this upcoming weekend. Uh, I know better than to go to any of it. I'll be sitting at home, so you don't have to worry about getting COVID from me. Uh, but, uh, yeah, get out, support your Spartans, support the, support the team. So shall we go off Grand River really quick before we do the game preview? Sure. But first we should talk about Brandon Sands, right? Speaking of things that that are big wins. Is that Brandon with an E, Sands with a Z? I think it is the same. The one. The very same. I mean, he's back. He's got some new digs. Uh, and he's with, uh, with gold star mortgage. Now let me, you're probably asking yourself this question. Why should I buy now? You know, home prices haven't even gone down, uh, with the increase in rates. You know, should I wait to dip? Should I wait for a dip there? Can I save a little money? The answer is, the answer is no, man. Buy now. Now is the time. Bye, 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 baby. I I realized this just recently from the work that I did with Brandon Sands, that refinance is mm. paying off right around now. And you all remember this from last time, right? The he last saved your life. He did. He your did. very life. And that was just a refinance. Think about how much better your life could be with a full home purchase. And it doesn't matter where you want to do that. You could do it in Michigan, right. certainly. He's ready to do it here. But he can also help you anywhere in the Big Ten footprint, including anywhere. future Big Ten footprint out out in the in the Gold Rush State. Is that what they call California? Uh, gold Rush State? It's fine. Like that? It's fine. Something it's fine. It's fine. The land of golden rushes. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, not Iowa though. So we saved you on that one. If you're thinking about buying a home in the Iowa, our state. Do not. Do not. Yeah. The Golden yeah, Shower State. That's right. So Brandon with an E, Sands with a Z. Uh, he's managing a team. They've got over 100 years combined industry experience. That's huge because they know everything. They knew things about mortgages that Mike Jones didn't even know. And he read every last stitch of, of information on oh, that's mortgages. That's embarrassing. So, uh, rates are going to be among the best in the country. You got to call them right now. Uh, and they're going to carry all the loan products that you may potentially need. So look them up. Brandon with an E, Sands with a Z, with Gold Star Mortgage. Do it today. All right. Let's head off Grand River. Great ad read. 10 out of 10. I'm ready to get another mortgage. I want more homes. I tried to self-finance. 
and uh, and it ends up needing money to do that. So gold oh, gold. was that a critical component of self financing? Was having money? It ends up being <laughs> you. <can't, laughs> only certain entities are just allowed to print it. Uh, all right. Uh, so I, we got two things to talk about off Grand River. We got to talk about Scott Frost, but I think there's a story that I want to highlight in case anyone has missed it, because I. Uh, the NCAA is the worst and people I think are, are thinking there's all this evolution happening in, in ways that are, are progressive uh, for student athletes. And that may be true, but the NCAA is still missing the boat. And that relates to Wisconsin volleyball player, Chanel Bram, Sh- Bram Schreiber, Bram Schreiber is what I'm going to go with. Um, so for those who aren't familiar, I'll tee this up and then I know this is just going to wind Alex slowly mm. up here. So uh, what happened is Chanel transferred to Wisconsin, but was waiting on a ruling as to whether she was going to be eligible. And so in that time, uh, Chanel has enough talent to wonder, are there professional opportunities available to me? And because the United States doesn't support volleyball in the same way that other countries do, do she contacted an agent to see if professional opportunities would be available for her in the future. Uh, She did not accept any money, did not receive any money, and did not play any professional games whatsoever. Her eligibility was granted, and then she's being forced to sit out 14 games matches this season as a result of that contact with an agent. That is, to her point not substantially different in any meaningful way than the same opportunities that are afforded to at least basketball players, uh, men's basketball players specifically, and to a degree, football players as well, who are at least able to receive draft grades or anticipated draft grades without forfeiting their eligibility. The point being is that in men's athletics, there are opportunities to evaluate your professional opportunities without sacrificing your amateur status. Um, I, it's, a, it's a little bit messed up, and there's a certain degree of gender equality, inequality here, right, Alex? I think it's, it's just it's stupid. The NCAA cannot fucking get out of its own way. I, you, you, Mark Emmert needs to be... <laughs> I don't know where to begin. It's so th- she did nothing wrong. How, she didn't. How, she didn't make money, she, right? She didn't like, make money. She didn't get money. For one, there can't be double standards anymore. I mean, the whole point here is that you have to treat every student athlete consistent. The whole reason, ostensibly, why the NCAA exists is to preserve yes. some sanguine status of equity and equality across all student athletes. And so the fact that we look at these tier one and we, 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 we classify some sports as better than others, as more revenue generating than others. And so then there's these special priorities for these students. It's these student athletes over others. It, 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 now the whole thing collapses. And what they'll say is, well, no other volleyball player went and got an agent and had this conversation. So she had some unfair advantage. But, but, but the whole system doesn't work. The whole system is structured incorrectly. And they're so obsessed with preserving the institutional. But this is why I said what I said a couple weeks ago, and I did get 
some correct and fair heat for this in terms of you know being admonished because I said everyone that works in university athletics and student services, et cetera, is a complete boob. But it's because they don't just think, just apply common sense, just use reason, just be a human. And if you do these things, if you just do these things, the, the answers are self-evident. Children know them. My dog knows them. The pen I'm holding in my hand could correctly sign a document stating the same if it were smart, if it had human knowledge, if it had even a fraction of that which Mark Emmert and his idiot ilk lack. It is shameful and unsurprising. And this is why there can be no more NCAA and Mark Emmert needs to be. He's bye bye soon. He's bye bye soon. Yeah. I, I was just I, over I, here imagining a scenario where you threw to Plum and he was like, I'm sure they have their reasons. <laughs> I, I think we talked about when. Um, they're good ones. Before the, uh, before the immediate transfer became a thing, we talked about how when Joey Hauser was denied his transfer. Uh, or is is eligibility upon transfer? Uh, I think I made this analogy, but the um, when I when I was in law school and I took corporate law, the so much of that comes out of for people who care and most won't, but almost all of that comes out of Delaware courts uh, because mm-hmm. most people incorporate in Delaware, and so the Delaware courts actually have an entire section of the court system that's dedicated purely to corporate matters. And part of the reason they're able to get so many people there is because the sophistication of the law around it is quite high. But when corporations do a bad thing, uh, because Delaware doesn't want to scare corporations away, what they do is they write these these opinions that are like, all right, we've set the line here now. And like, so no one gets in trouble, but like, here's everything you need to know so that we can not do this ever again. And and in some ways, I, I think the analogy I made to the transfer portal is if they were re- or not portal, but the, the transfer eligibility is that if they released opinions hmm. so that people could see why some players were eligible and some weren't, people could use that information to instead of a weird whisper network of like what yeah. works to inform their behavior transparently, commonsensically yeah. with so uh-huh. here, all she needed, all they could have said was, you know what? We recognize you didn't take any money. Like, and we, and, and so because you didn't violate the spirit of amateurism, we're not going to, uh, to, to make you forfeit games. But let it be known from here on out that hiring an agent, and for the record, I wanted to say, I think that's bullshit. But like, they could have merely said from here on out, if you hire an agent, that is a violation and you will not. then no one would have questions. No one would have questions. And in fact, apparently there was a similar situation that literally happened to a Wisconsin football player. And that person was allowed to play. Right. Because, and that's, and that's why they can never write these opinions because to put it in writing like that immediately opens the door to the, well, but then why do we do this for these guys and these people? Right. And that's why they can't do it. But they don't really care. I mean, frankly, that's not why they won't do it. It's because they're lazy and stupid. The truth is, if they actually cared about, I mean, go back to the, the women's basketball tournament. I mean, it was just, it's laughable. That's black. I mean, that's right there. It's black and white. It's in pictures. We can see the facilities. 
You can right. go to the or lack thereof. They don't care. Yeah. You know, and, and frankly, why is there even an appeal process? Why can folks even and ask for it? That shouldn't even be one because it doesn't exi- It doesn't serve a functional purpose. There isn't really any human being reading this with a soul, with knowledge, with thought, with the cognition. I mean, anyone that's involved in the NCAA just should be ashamed of themselves and how everyone doesn't quit their job and just begin in a massive letter writing campaign to indict and vilify these people, to bother them, to interrupt their dinners at fancy restaurants for propagating a failed structure. This is the thing that keeps me up at night. And I'm not even drinking on this episode of the pod. God help us. All right. So for folks who, uh, Chanel, Bram Schneider, Schreiber, uh, do read into the story. It's, it's kind of a compelling one and it's deeply twisted. And, uh, the NCAA or for better or for worse and, uh, and against their will has made strides in other places. So hopefully maybe they make some strides here as well. Uh, cause it can't be just this sport alone where women have the best opportunities abroad and would need to interact with an agent. Um, so I'm sure that this this comes full circle elsewhere. Greg, you want to talk about Scott Frost, though? Speaking of uh, strides, speaking of Ooh. opportunities, <laughs> no. it, it occurred to me, uh, I didn't know that this game was happening until I got an alert. And I was like, wait, we get football? Uh, <laughs> but it occurred to me midway through the second quarter that it never even for a moment I considered rooting for nebraska in this game it was just like usually when i watch two teams that are you know i'm not affiliated with i'll like i'll pick one or i'll just you know i'll decide to be you know a third party never for a moment did i I ever consider rooting against northwestern for nebraska here uh i i wanted a nebraska meltdown and i was provided a beautiful unbelievable nebraska meltdown so if you didn't see it the big ten's new bully went to uh went to dublin to uh to play the nu wildcats and plum i don't know if you got a chance to watch the game maybe you didn't didn't. have you didn't have covid You, you had other things to do um but the point of sale devices in the stadium in dublin apparently stopped working so they just gave the beer away for free uh, so they would do crowd shots and the crowd is clearly just plastered and they're building a big snake with all the empty cups. Free Guinness. That's awesome. <laughs> anyway, awesome. I thought these teams looked pretty good in the second quarter, uh, uh, both of them. But then in the third quarter, up 10-ish, our man Scott Frost decides to go for the neck. He calls a onside kick uh, up 10 that sucked just they kicked it right to the northwestern running back i guess and it was just bad and that they never scored another point after that and northwestern came back uh on their last on their last uh offensive possession they ran it like eight consecutive times right down uh right down uh, the middle just right on in yeah just pounded it nebraska couldn't do anything it was just a complete mess and uh nebraska nebraska itself right out the gate for 2022 2023 so am i right that a reporter asked scott frost in the post game you know at a certain point will you leave 
like, if it doesn't get better, like, you'll leave, right? Like, please leave. And he was like, no, I'm, I'm Nebraska through and through. I'm a Cornhusker for life. I'll never leave here. You know, out of my cold, dead hands, will you pry this clipboard and my play calling? I mean... Actually, they pay me millions a year to not leave. Uh, and if I left... <laughs> million dollars. Could you imagine? I want to be paid. F- I could coach. I could be as effective as Scott you, Frost that's for $5 million a year. You could be as effective as Scott Frost for $5 million. What, for, I, what yeah. have I done wrong? I made decisions at some point. Wrong you, Wait, are you not making $5 mil right now? Almost. Four and a half. But still, oh. five would be... It could be, <laughs> be life-changing. Five is more than, than four and a half. Changing. I can't read or write, but I know that. Yeah. Uh, I just... Count. I... Uh, I was so – what a great way to kick off. It is a great way. College football. Because it proves, it reminds us that mm-hmm. some things are constant. Some things don't change. Some traditions are worth keeping. This is one of them. It is indeed. It's Before in we get traditions to this. Worth keeping. Mike Jones. Are, you're just holding – no one holding knows it. this. Well, no one knows holding it. a shot right now. He wants us to go into the preview, but he doesn't want us to go into the preview until he's able to sip from the nectar of the gods. Mm. Fireball. Big red. <laughs> Get it? Get it? Yeah. Nebraska reference? Come on. We, we did. We did. Everyone did. Isn't it Lil Red? Yeah. Way Lil. Isn't that their mascot? Lil. Yeah, that is their mascot. They call Lil. themselves Big Red? Yeah, Big Red. Yuck. That's, that's icky. Why, why would you call yourself Lil Red? That'd be fun. Well, ask Scott Frost that. <laughs> Sorry. Ask Lil Scott that. So the, just, it's just the defense or black shirts? Uh, it doesn't matter. Anyway. Uh, it's, anyway. It's, it's such a confusing team. Yes. Also, the- we're playing a football game on a Friday night. At 7 p.m. on ESPN. What's that? I don't even know what ESPN is. I didn't. Early sports pioneer, but not. (laughs) But But is in parentheses there. (laughs) And not with a big N. Big N. Just like in Nebraska. Just like the cars in Ireland. Nothing. Scotland? I don't know. Don't care. Ireland. God, such great ambassadors. So. Uh, the, the broken, uh, horses of Western Michigan university are coming to Spartan (laughs) stadium at 7 PM on Friday, September 2nd. MSU is, as we said, favored in the matchup by 19 and a half. Are you you saying that our perfectly put together, highly focused humans are (laughs) favored by 19 and a half? They are. It's due to how perfectly put together and focused they are. Well, these imperfectly broken range horses really don't stand a chance, do they? Oh, Jesus, uh, kill this, kill this bit, please. Uh, so let's uh, let's go over this. Um, first off, if you were paying attention last year, Western really really stout both on offense and defense, uh, particularly in the MAC, but they still managed to lose a few games. So they've lost a ton of dudes though since then, including their quarterback. Uh, it, however, there is no quarterback controversy here. It sounds like redshirt freshman Jack Salapik has won the job. But if you go back and you see how he performed in the uh, in the spring game, uh, coach uh, Coach Tim Lester had some some quotes in there about how like he started missing throws and he got a little rattled, showing during, nerves 
during the Western Michigan spring game. So who says that? I mean, what what is the coaching style that that puts that out there? Well, it, it, I, I believe it's the Scott Frost school of thought. Yeah, uh, throw, yeah, throw your throw your offensive staff under the bus, saying that right they're more there. creative. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see. A guy that can't handle the spring game. We'll see how he handles Spartan Stadium on Friday night. But if he gets out there and he starts running around, do not feel sorry for this man because his Twitter banner picture is <laughs> of uh, Connor McGregor. So he is a confirmed tool. And- <laughs> Yeah, that man is sorry. Uh, no one cares about him. So uh, I wish all the worst for Jack Salopec. Um, <laughs> want to uh, go through the wide receiving and tight ends. They don't have sure. any, or I should say, they don't have any experienced ones. Yeah, they don't. They're not returning anyone. Go ahead, Corey Crooms. I'm worried about Corey Crooms. He's the only <laughs> random. Dude guy who's coming back uh, on the offense. Good for him. No, they had 44 passes for 770 yards last year and to six touchdowns. Corey Crooms. To, yeah, to him exclusively. That might be true. Who, who cares, frankly? I don't know where that puts them in the MAC. I'm sure it's not high. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> I love this. This is great. The content in this, you really should be publishing the outline. For folks at home, because this is good. What I literally have is CC make pee pee down his leg, probably. And that is, it's just worth saying out loud. So, <laughs> Corey Crooms, everybody. Uh, they have a transfer from Boston College. A, nope, not what that means. Yep. Uh, yeah, AJ, AJ Abbott. Oh, it is, is from it? Boston from, College. But he's mm-hmm. also from Wisconsin. Well, so, no. Uh, they've got. Again, a- and this is why we have to show you guys what the outline looks like, because. This is just not. But again, this isn't what the podcast is about writing. So anyway, all unknowns. No one knows who A.J. Abbott is. No one really cares who A.J. Abbott is. What we do know is the running backs, two familiar faces. One, But one of them not named face. here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, uh, so the way that I outline is <laughs> I outline sort of in the way that I would actually read it. Um, well, maybe you should. Go ahead. So I'll go through it. So the most important thing about the running back room, and they're returning two dudes, but one of them we all know very well. Darius Jefferson, as you might recall, he's a D'Antonio guy uh, who was on scholarship here, transferred to Western, and uh, he's playing pretty well, actually. So he last season, he averaged four and a half yards, 185 attempts. That's pretty good. He had 10 touchdowns. That's great. So he he uh, and another dude again unnamed. He it's it too. Um, he, I, yeah, he struck the poly B pose. Uh, yes, he did. That's right. Yes, Love that did. for Ladarius. I I'm excited to have him back. I always liked Ladarius Jefferson. If you remember correctly, he's sort of a big power back, uh, and I'm glad that you know he'll be back back at the house uh, at least on Friday. The woodshed. The in the woodshed and with some experience yeah, on the he might be, he'll be a guy to watch. So other yeah. guys to watch. And this is really where all of the guys to watch are for Western are on defense. Now they did uh, graduate and send to the NFL, you know, the Mac defensive player of the year last year. Um, but they've got their three returning highest uh, number tacklers. So, uh, uh, Corvin moment was first team Mac Great last year. Game. 
uh, Zaire Barnes, second team Mac and next year, and then Ryan Selig, really. (laughs) (laughs) Who's a second year starter and not a slouch. Those guys are all back in the linebacking room. So that is really like the core of Western's defense. Um, Other than that, the entire defense is just a giant question mark from the defensive backfield to the guys up front to the edge rushers who knows what they're going to get it really is that linebacking core and then so so if i'm, if I'm hearing you right and we're watching the offense right because mm-hmm. i think we, we have got some things to be excited about but the thing to watch then is that there may be a line there a defensive line that our offensive line should handle yeah and and so then if you're seeing four to five yard carries, that's great. But the thing you want to see is some big runs because that means that our running backs have a legit ability to get to the next level uh, and beat the linebackers, a, a quality linebacking core, maybe not an elite linebacking core, right? Is what I'm hearing. Like if we see some big pops, that's it. That bodes well. Yep. The team. And on offense, um, and actually, keeping on that, uh, they played really well overall. They had really good overall defensive stats last year, but they were terrible at allowing big plays, allowed big chunk yardage plays. So, Narduzzi style. I would imagine that that continues to happen, and we're going to see some big passes over the top early and often in in Love this it. game. I, um, I just I wanted to look this up because I wanted to know for sure. Last time we played them, 2019, we won 51-17. to 17, we did And leading, leading in the rushing yards was Eli Collins. 17 carries for 192 yards. That was his big coming up We party. thought we were good that year. We thought that we were was, good that year. We also, really, the neon. The neon game, I believe. Yes, it was the, the neon one. game. It was the neon. Those pants. Wow. Love a neon pantaloon. Oh, and look at that. The very first run. Ladarius Jefferson, two yards at, at, off Matt Coughlin's kick. Look at that. Wow. Wow. Hmm. It all comes full and circle. We, we didn't mention, but uh, I, we talked about the Sun Sheehan's pod, Greg. So I, I got to ask you, mm-hmm. uh, Peyton Thorne's dad, now the offensive coordinator at Western. Oh, that's right. So here's my thing, Greg. Peyton Thorne's dad knows the entire playbook, right? Hmm. Mean. I mean, he's a coach. Wasn't a threat before. Peyton Thorne surely sh- sat down with him. Sat down with him. Sat down with him and they have a really discussed, close relationship. <laughs> very close. They sat down with him and discussed the ins and outs of the playbook. Right, like he knows our entire playbook. Right. Probably. Yeah. Or yeah. or big chunks of it. I mean, he's also a busy man doing his own thing. You know, at the same time. So. But so I'm sure he didn't study it, but I'm sure he knows some interesting parts of it or or what. Jay Johnson tendencies or philosophies for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Great. Mm. Love that. So I, all right, real quick tangent. Do you think as a family, they would say, look, you're going to do everything you can do to beat me. I'm going to do everything you can do to beat you. Like, and that's the end of it. Or is there a, do you think he signs on with Western and says, here's the thing. I'm not spilling anything about this game. 
I think it's more the first than the second. No. I mean, okay. that's an interesting family dynamic. That's an interesting family dynamic. It is. I also don't, I, I'm a little skeptical about like how much, you know, how secret the playbook really is. And I'm sure Peyton didn't change, didn't share with his father any updates for this year. Oh, sure. Those types of things like plays or plays to a degree, you know? Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of unscouted looks will roll out for this, mm-hmm. which is a bummer though. Cause you don't want to roll out your unscouted looks against Western, but yeah. Maybe we, maybe they don't have to, as I said, they're breaking in a brand new quarterback. that can't even handle the spring game and uh, they don't have any wide receivers coming back. Uh, any tight ends. Uh, Ladarius Jefferson is their entire offense. And uh, <laughs> it's so we'll see how this goes. Anything else on Western before we take those Twitter questions? Let's take no. um All right. First up from Smart 18770, why TF doesn't Twitter have a damn edit option? I hate you. You know what I meant to say. Elon says it's coming, doesn't he? Is that going through now? Twitter's no, suing for it to go through. No, it's not going through. Twitter's suing they, for it to go through. I think right? they're suing for a settlement, but yes, they are suing. Uh, it's going to end up with him paying. It will not go settlement. through. Yeah, it will not yeah. go through. This was uh, and and here's why: because if you uh, if you retweeted something and then someone edited it, uh, that would change what yep. you retweeted. That's the, the content problem. of the retweet. Yep, that's right. Uh, next up is uh, I, I got something now, to say. Now that about said, that. that said, you would think that the, the system would have the functionality that you could edit up until the time that someone did something with your content, it, or you could just undo the retweet because uh, right. the content. Or right. there was like a log and you could be like, click to see the full history of this tweet or something right. like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next from Spartan 18770, uh, where will Ricky White transfer to after this season? For those who don't know, uh, Ricky White, former Michigan State uh, player who was dismissed from the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, oops. It's complicated the exact terminology you want to use around the exit of Ricky White, but no longer welcome. Uh, but had himself a game uh, on be- on behalf of the Red Raiders of UNLV uh, yesterday. Yesterday, yeah, it was yesterday. Uh, I so I I don't know that anyone who listens to this podcast are folks who are tweeting these things, but in case you happen to be, Ricky White was accused of, at minimum, putting a staffer of Michigan State, a female staffer of Michigan State football in a very uncomfortable situation. And so was suspended indefinitely from the team. There was a Title IX investigation. He, at some point in time, sued Michigan State and the football team, I believe, because he was not reinstated to the team because the Title IX investigation was going on. Mm -hmm. Um, And then ultimately transferred from Michigan State. No one should be asking why Ricky White is not on Michigan State's team. Like, let's kill that notion permanently. Yeah. I'm wherever Ricky White goes, I get the question. And I, Spartan 18770, I know that's not what you're asking. He had himself a game. And so he'll transfer somewhere else and to a bigger program. But like, for other folks, there's a good reason he's not on the team and we shouldn't want him on our team. Correct. So. Let it die. The answer is 
Southern North Dakota and Hoople. In a couple years, Tony Paul will do a Where Is He Now? Uh, oh, my God. Oh, what a nice guy Ricky White was. Oh. Ah, yeah. Next up from Spartan 18770, how eager are you guys looking forward to the fan uh, to be the fan civil war about Cade and JJ? Uh, I'm aware of this. I'm glad we didn't have this on the uh, outline this week. No, we didn't need to. It, they're going to implode. It's self-destructing. I'm getting popcorn. It's going to be great. I love it. Can't wait. If you don't and, know, the University and, of Michigan has two starting quarterbacks, uh, Cade. And as the they say, game, that means you have JJ. none. Well, it means what it means, and I think we all understand this, is Cade McNamara is the starting quarterback, but there are politics to consider. (laughs) (laughs) Jim Harbaugh just does not have any stones. What a just, what a goomba. God, he is a goomba. Unfortunate errors. It is crazy to me that you made the playoffs. And you come in with a returning quarterback and you have a quarterback controversy. That is I, who, insane, insane. Someone find Ward Manuel and, and, and ask him why. He's at a Hertz right now. He's asking, can I loan this car out? <laughs> All right. Next up is Tyrone Couch. And I wrote, uh, Plum, you read this question. <laughs> All right, Tyrone Crouch. Have we heard from Tyrone Crouch? We have. Yeah, I think it's Couch. No, it, it's says, crouch. it says Crouch. So today it's Tyrone Crouch. First up, odds you would give up the following to see Michigan State go undefeated. First, mm. sex for a year. Second, alcohol. Third, this podcast. Fourth, football for three years. Yeah. Fifth, the story about how my uncle went to watch his daughter strip because he was so proud that she had a career. Shit, that's the whole story. Well, I'm not giving up that one. Yeah, that uh, one's... Uh, I could I've have not known been. that. <laughs> Yikes. Okay, uh, but six is, for a year. What, what it, what, would you... Is that high on your list, low on your list? I don't know. This odds thing is a weird way to frame this. Could rank order. We don't have to go through all of this. Whatever it takes. <laughs> Whatever it takes. I would gladly give up football for three years, by the way. If like MSU goes undefeated and wins the natty, but I can't watch for another three years, done. Wow. Done. done. What wow. else is there? Absolutely. Is there? You, can rest on, you can rest on those laurels for a long yeah. time. We can have yeah. John L. come back and do a reunion tour. Get the band back together. Uh, next up from Tyrone. After moving away, I find better made chips to be a delicacy. Also, uh, Yates Cider. Is that how that's yep. printed? Yates Cider, Yates Cider and, donuts. and Donuts. Oh, and Tubby's is amazing. So what is your go-to when you're in Michigan? And can we just have a big tailgate with all of your foods delivered? You know, Better Made has some really good chips that folks don't know about, like Better Made Hot, Better Made mm-hmm. Rainbow. Do you know what the rainbows are, the Better Made Rainbows? I do not know. What oh, is that? Oh, they're, they're overcooked. So whenever they do the quality production line and you get, you know, they've got your regular better made classic potato chip. If you get one that's just a little dark, a little too dark, a little too burnt, they go into the rainbow bag and you get the darks, the rainbow darks. Wow. Better made. They have the best flavors, weird flavors. Better made is absolutely the way to go. My answer to this is uh, Kogel's hot dog. Like 
Are you getting anything else other than a Kogel's Franks? My man, a Frankfurter. Yeah. Yeah. Kogel's Frankfurter. It's, it's got a Vienna, maybe even. Fine. Gotta be it. Fine. Gotta be it. And Verners, and you're going to wash it down with a cold Verners. Mm-hmm. I think this me- should be the tailgate. Uh, All right. sh- let's hear about it in the... <laughs> Josie's like, uh-uh. None of these are my coastal. I only have lobster rolls, lobster rolls, and brandy Alexander. <laughs> crudite with asparagus, please. <laughs> Can't afford the crudite. Can't yeah. afford it. It's like twenty dollars before before the tequila. I gotta have it with my tequila and salsa. Cool. <laughs> it's like twenty dollars right, uh, for this crudite. <laughs> got your mind. Decent. Like that was a decent impersonation. Uh, next up, Tyrone. Last up, Tyrone. Any chance Barry Sanders' son can run the ball? We should find a way to sneak him onto the field for a tryout. Uh, do you think growing up the son of Barry Sanders, you're like, yeah, I'm not playing running back? Yeah. Oh, one I, wonders. I always wondered that when the when the uh, Jordan kids were playing at Illinois as walk-ons, I was just like, why are you bothering with this? Yeah, don't do it. Find your own lane. Joe Montana's kid playing at Notre Dame as a walk-on. Or, well, I guess Bronny is maybe legit. But But Bronny is like a legit, like he might not be a go straight to the draft kind of guy, but he's like a guy you want on your college team kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. And this is why Magic Johnson's kid is so phenomenal because, you know, they were like, no, I'm, I'm definitely not doing basketball. Watch yep. me do this other shit instead. Very and everyone was like, we love it. We love mm-hmm. this other shit you, you're doing. Good for you. Uh, next up is wide receiver to combo guard. Uh, if you could add one college player from another team to this year's offense, who would it be? Mm. I will take the left tackle from Ohio State. <laughs> okay. That's my answer. Or Alabama or Georgia or whatever. Just pick one. Sure. Oh, yeah. Pick sorry. One. Yes. 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 Sorry. Yes. I'll uh, just collect one left tackle from each one. Frankly, of those. I would take the left tackle from probably Rutgers would be I would I would take it. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a bad fake laugh. That was Greg's COVID laughing. Just that was COVID. my that was me just sort of Stop half laugh. coughing, half laughing. Next up. From MC Hammer Legos, what's the best bar to watch MSU games at in Philadelphia? Jonesy, that's your song, man. What? You're playing your song. It's a plant. Um, so my answer to this would have been Tavern on Broad, but apparently no longer in business. So oh. I'm going to go with uh, Kavanaugh's in Rittenhouse. My answer is definitely not, is not the Fieldhouse where... Uh, MSU, I believe the MSU Watch Club meets. Alumni Association meets. Yeah, it's it's a terrible place to watch a game. So not the Fieldhouse. Uh, but I would go to Kavanaugh's. Um, that's my answer. Kavanaugh's it is. Kavanaugh's. Next up, from T Upper Deck and Jerk Guy. Uh, <laughs> big week for this man. Yeah. Uh, why does at Plum Alex call me names on the pod? Very unprofessional. Next question, why don't you have any contests with prizes on the pod? Plum, why don't we just say we were on a professional podcast? We are professionals. I just, I, I, you can't, these, this sort of smutty, uh, muckraking, pedantic filth, it, frankly, it's, it's below even the upper deck jerk guy. Uh, shame be upon him. So I, it, we can't really, we can't really give credibility to 
to these kinds of questions. Uh, as for what we don't have any prizes on the pod, uh, you all don't buy enough mortgages, I think is the answer to that. <laughs> so true. So uh, and finally, uh, what will you be drinking at kickoff Friday? Ooh. I'll be far enough out from COVID. Uh, I'll be dipping into the listener Mike Jones stash, I think. Ooh. From home. Uh, again, from home, not going to the game. I'm still... It, I technically you, could go to could. the game, but yeah, it's out of I'm doors. Not, yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna for my fellow, my fellow man. Uh, I, I'll be, uh, I'll, I'll be rocking the same thing I did last year until we start losing games. Uh, I'll be doing some Miller Light and Fireball. Oh, ow. and I'll be drinking Lacroix. Yes, a nice <laughs> chilled Lacroix. I hate you. Do you have a? And on, on behalf of all of our listeners, I also hate you. A beach plum flavored LaCroix. Beach plum. Beach plum. Next Old. up from Mr. Neurotic Pants, how many rain and storm delays, uh, storm delays will interrupt the opener courtesy of climate change? Is this supposed to rain? I don't know. But there was a season, was this like 10 years ago now, where the opener and another game were both rain delayed um, mm. with, with pretty substantial uh, thunder and lightning? Um, at seven o'clock, I think you only get one. I think, uh, as many as mother nature wants to throw at you, they're only going to hold for one before they call that game. That's true. Uh, next up from Mr. Neurotic Pants without going into all specifics. Clear. What's that? I just checked the forecast. We're all clear. It's going to be a beautiful clear. day, actually. High for 82, football? low 51. Uh, without going into specifics, we saw, we just... We saw just how stupid Twitter, including Spartan Twitter, can be the week. Uh, porn is not real, a reality, and selective outrage is just that. I, Jonesy, I, I'm going to need you to walk me through this. Uh, this we're, not gonna, we're not going to talk about it. Um, we're not going to talk about it, but we've. People egg a certain individual on that they should not, and. That's all I'm going to say about it. Yeah. So. I'm Last very glad up. that this is not just a recap of Spartan Twitter. Oh, podcast. this would not be a good podcast. I, you know, it would not be. That would be bad. Last up from Raymond James. My stepson got a golf scholarship to Michigan State this week. Oh. How do I break it to him that he's an effing loser who's never going to score? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, by there. by uh, playing golf, the idea is to not score. That's right. That's that I think that's the point. the point. I think I think that's the point of the question, though. Mr. Pants definitely had me for a second here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well. Yep. 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 Well Next, Next up. up is Elon Bloom. Where will you be for Friday's game? Uh, I'll be at home. Greg will be at home. Plum. <laughs> We'll be at home drinking ice cold beach plum flavored LaCroix. Yes. No, maybe, uh, maybe that because there will be household care for my son. Maybe I could go into the city and watch the game. Ooh. Whoa. Go Slow down. down. The mentioned field house that is yeah. terrible. Yeah, terrible field house. Uh, next no, up for Elon Bloom. What will be the percentage of rush to pass plays Friday? Ooh. So last year, remind me, it was like 60-40 rush, right? 
I thought it was like closer that. to 55, but maybe you're right. 55, yeah. 55, 45. Yeah. I'm betting it's closer to 50, 50, or if it, maybe even if it, uh, you don't no. think it's going to swing pass. No, uh, absolutely not. It, it, it's Western. If they don't have to pass the ball, they're not going to pass the ball. They're not going to open up the playbook on passing. The oh, ball. that's a good point. On Friday, it's going to be heavily, heavily rush. 80, 20. <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing 60, 40. That's my guess. 60, 40. And how many times will we see Barry Sanders at Spartan basketball games? All of them. 100% of the games. He's got season tickets. He's got to go to all of them now. Mel's got those recruiting dates locked in. I'm sure he will be booked for those. And why would you not put him on camera regularly? Yeah. He's probably going to get annoyed. He's going to be like, I can't keep going to these games. (laughs) I hate it here. Next up from Mamopoly, let's try it again with number one. Okay. Oh, thank God. Uh, Brandon Wright was reluctant to switch from tailback to defensive end, but now is eager to continue on with the tackles and sacks. In life, what change of direction took you a while to make adjustments to, but are now quite content and have and have it to have made to it. have made it? That's actually that's a good question. It's a great question. It with a good setup, and then a good question. Uh, real quick about Brandon Wright, though. I think he played thirty-five snaps last year and had three point five sacks. That's incredible. That's that's, very good. that's that's an incredible stat line. So something to look forward to. Uh, I don't practice law anymore. Very Ooh. happy. Yeah. Uh, but uh, in some ways, I feel like a disappointment to uh, myself. And I. Well, this pod will know. I quit soccer refereeing last year, and it's been a year now. How do you feel? Feel great. So much free time. Definitely a little little more portly around the middle than I used to be. That Mm. is true. Sadly more available for this podcast. Sadly. Tragically. (laughs) Tragically more available. Um, Oh, wow. So you guys went sincere, so that means I have to do some things. No, you don't. You gruel-munching Finman. Yeah, I, I used to pretend that I liked food because of all the social pressures, but then I embraced who I was, eating gruel and porridge. The only three food meals he a day. Thin mints because it reminds me. I use rice cakes as a spoon to spoon out the porridge down my my thin white gullet. Yes, gullet. Pale gullet. Next and, up, uh, that's number two. Almost 10,000 new students, 9,800 to be exact. A new record are moving into MSU's on-campus living this past week. What number is too many in order to properly welcome, house, and orient the campus in downtown? Are we orienting the campus in the are downtown? They, so are, they, are they building new we, dorms? I mean, I guess I'm confused. Definitely not building new dorms. I think there's... I think there's a lot everywhere? of up. Yeah. We're uh, running a for-profit institution is what we're Apparently doing. Apparently we are. Good Lord. Plug and this can is you imagine cool. dealing with this? I can't. And so, yeah, everyone on this podcast that listens regularly knows I was an RA for three years. Truly one of the worst decisions of my life. But made college affordable. It did. I cannot imagine. Because... The conflicts that happen with just two people who don't know each other in a room, especially nowadays when, because of technology, young people don't know how to manage conflict, frankly, don't know how to even talk to other humans. So it's, then you have to put a third stinky person in a room, six people having to share one shower, because that's what you've got is triples with the suites. 
acres they're putting five people in a room i guess five is a better deal than six but six people having to share one of those bathrooms that's that's not that might not even be sanitary frankly (laughs) yikes yeah i don't know who's cleaning that thing at that point uh yeah that would we might be over the limit at this point uh i mean they have to kick sophomores out right i mean isn't that what this isn't this what was required opposite sophomores are required to live on now starting oh, is this that, year, and that's why this is happening then okay so okay. The, the dorms are full man they're they're selling those meal tickets this year yeah, i hope geez, uh, this is a revenue play yeah i hope the staff uh volunteered to to help msu out. itt tech yeah bad not a good look not a good look michigan state last up from mamopoly number three richard simmons for the first time in six years made a statement through his spokesperson saying he's, quote, happy and healthy and living the life he has chosen to live, end quote. Not sure if that was his own quote, referring to himself in the third person, but where would you go if you wanted to suddenly disappear from the public eye, and who, if anyone, would you take with you? Oh, I'm not, not going to tell you guys. Like, if I right. want to disappear. That's, that's the answer. That's I the like answer. The this question is that we're in the public eye. Mm. Another good answer. I mean, you're next up. Thank you, Mama. Semi successful Twitter following. You know, we've got a A halfway halfway decent podcast with uh, a number of people that is unreasonable that listen to us. Uh, Sometimes we have multiple sponsors. I mean, I think we're we're public figures at this point. We are always open to uh, sponsorship if anyone wants to get on this goat rodeo. All right, next up, (laughs) always thinking 1835. In honor of back to school time, what is your favorite school supply? Side note, this is not part of the question, but the inventor of the Trapper Keeper died this past week. Oh my God. That it, was like, going to be my choice. So what a t- what timing to you, die during back to school. You were not organized enough <laughs> to be a Trapper Keeper guy. <laughs> I was. I absolutely was. Did you <laughs> yes, have that should surprise nobody. The zipper around the outside. And the zipper, yes, it did have the zipper. That was like yeah. the only thing I cared about. Every year I got I, a new zipper trapper keeper. I remember I was really into the band via TR, it, uh, yeah, TRL, uh, Orgy, uh, who did a cover of Blue Monday, the 80s cool. new wave song. Uh, and I white outed all over my trapper keeper, Orgy, <laughs> not knowing what it meant. Oh. That's awesome. And awful. All right. <laughs> and the fact that no teacher called me on that? I think is- they were just like, I don't have time. I don't care. It's middle school. I hate it here already. This is not, I'm not spending my time this way. I'm not dealing with this weird little no. elven kid with, no. with this let word me, all over. Let me just, let me just go into the teacher's elven. bathroom to do a quick bump so I can get through the rest of the day. <laughs> Are you what? That dig was subtle enough. and It was. It was. We heard it. I loved it. I loved it. All right. Next up, always thinking 1835. <laughs> Fuck you. Well, what super uh, random international location would each of you choose for an MSU football spectacle? And that is the way you can describe that decision to onside kick. Uh, who would the opponent be? Uh, yeah, the, it, is it too simple to say USC in the Coliseum? Uh, Oh, not the not the oh, Roman Coliseum, right. but over, all the way over into Greece. Uh, is it that's is that too simple? No, I, I think just, you play Florida International anywhere and be like, you're not so international now. Mm. 
No. Yeah, that was a bad yeah, one. Miss. The yeah. frowns. From yeah, the, we didn't know. like that one. We didn't yeah. like that one. Move on. I'm actually going to make a note to cut that. Um, Please do. To maintain our credibility yep. as a podcast. Yeah, I would say and, anywhere in North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> For fun. For fun, Zeus. For fun. Uh, always thinking uh, AZ35 concludes with the autocorrect on my phone seems to be simultaneously getting more aggressive in making corrections, but also worse about presenting corrections that are sometimes wildly incorrect. Should I be more or less worried about a matrix-like future where the machines are really dumb? Oh, that is a good question. I have to admit on this podcast in front of everyone, as we just talked about, uh, we're public figures now. (laughs) I bought all of the like AI is coming, you know, like, cars will be driving themselves by now garbage like five or six years ago oh, i yeah. feel Real stupid Real buying it. Yeah. you listen to elon i okay. i bought yeah. some of the some of the hype and i yeah. feel the like Musk, such Musk. a goober yeah 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 he made a truck he made a truck that looks like uh a, a bad meal. dream Yep, that uh, like doesn't a, have the required uh, side mirrors. Literally required by law. By law, yeah. It look, looks like a transformer that got stuck in the midway position. You know, just a <laughs> wrong. So it's wrong. Anyway, next up, the Keatsky. First, gentlemen, more touchdowns, Jaden Reed or team rushing? Ooh, the field. I tend to think that if the answer is touchdowns for Jaden Reed. Uh this is a not good year. Yeah, we're in we're in rough shape. Big trouble. It's big yeah. trouble. So I have to out of Hope Springs Eternal take team rushing. Team rushing, yeah. Although weren't there in D'Antonio's uh, not D'Antonio, but Tucker's first year, no rushing touchdowns, right? Yeah, we're not again, like I said, year. not a good yeah, year. Yeah, like I said. <laughs> next up, uh next question, team leader in interceptions. Why is it Cal Halliday. Yeah, of course. I'm actually going to no co-sign on that. No gloves. Doesn't I'm, need gloves. I'm co-signing on that. I think that's my answer. To get straight to the pigskin. Knew it. And finally, more tackles. Halliday or Windeman? Windeman. Windeman just to spread the wealth. Because yeah, he's because Cal's got to recover from all that intercepting that he's been doing, running up and it's down the field. Very, his hands are going to be sore. Yeah, it's, he's going to be calloused up with interceptions from the pigskin. Very, very callous. Next, Next up, up, Dan Helpepper. Have you recently thanked Nebraska for bringing college football back? I did. I, I thank Thanks, them Scott. for brightening did, my day. Did you mention, because I had to step away for a second, that you uh, uh, lambasted me for saying that that was not a good game and you said it was a good game? I, did you watch it? I saw clips. I don't think I it was a good ambassador. It. it looked. What you're talking about. It looked like, I mean, there were some lead changes. There were some boners, which is great. It looks like uh, there was some rah-rah shishkumba. The fourth quarter got a little punting is magic, um, but I, I enjoyed that game. And I thought, I think Northwestern might have a bit of a, of a team. We'll see. No, no, they don't. But Nebraska really doesn't. And that is all we needed it to be. That is Thank you very thing. much, Scott Frost, and all of you corn husking people. All right. Last up, Mike Jones. As Spartans, we get the best experience for the real opening week of college football. 
We kick off Friday night, and then it's football for 12-plus hours on Saturday. What's your first Saturday of college football look like? I'll be smoking wings, maybe some ribs. What say you? Yeah, I love it's almost like uh, it's almost like the NCAA tournament for me. The first mm. weekend of college football. In mm. fact, back in the day, I would make it like a thing to watch, like the Wednesday night game, the action going on through. Uh, I can't guarantee what my Saturday will look like, but the TV, whenever I'm in the house, will be on and it will be showing college football throughout. So, what about y'all? I like football. <laughs> I watch it on the television when is it's that where on. It is? Yeah, I do it. I do it. I watch it. I don't know what we're doing uh, this weekend. I I can't say for certain that I won't not watch it because it's here. on. Here. Jonesy, my weekends are complicated. Oh, okay. boy. Oh, boy. All right. You're just a mysterious coastal elite over yeah. there. Next no, up for Mike Jones. I, gotta parent. I have to parent. I, it's No, oh, no one God. actually believes you. Uh, Mal Tucker is out here playing chess while other coaches are playing checkers. Ooh. Big football recruiting weekends will be tied into basketball games in the winter, and Mel Tucker is going to be sitting with Barry introducing the next canine to the greatest RB of all time at the Brez. You know, this should be true. The problem with this is that players' yeses don't mean yes. Their noes don't mean no. No recruit that's made right, any sort of commitment means anything. So who cares? Why should we care? Why should we give them the introduction? Frankly, it should be that if you meet Barry Sanders, and then you renege on the deal, we get to chop off your leg. Or you just the football gods remove all of the talent out of your body. Out of your body. Like, How did you do that to our Barry? Barry Sanders is a football god. He will remove He will the do talent. it. It's there, like, it's like the green mile when the guy picks up the guy and like the sucks the flies out of his body or whatever. That's it. That part was scary. I remember that from my yeah. youth. Icky. That part was always scary. Youth. Icky. Uh, and finally, from the real Mike Jones, the internet went down in Dublin Saturday and they started giving away free beer at the Nebraska Northwestern game. Do you think they had enough beer in the stadium to help the Cornhusker fans recover from the loss? Also, Frost was Frost also drinking? How else do you explain the onside kick call? Uh, I mean, it's if it's free, it's free. You know, you can't turn it down at that point. And you know, Scott Frost loves a free meal. Mm-hmm. A free drink, a free meal. Scott Frost is there for it. Free corns. Yeah. Here's the thing. If that Ironside kick had actually... No. No? It, we wouldn't all be saying, wow, Scott Frost, he's, he's brought it back. He's the guy. I mean, this guy would not I'm with Paul on this one. If you pull it off, you look like a you crazy. But, yeah, but this here's is, the thing. If you just kick a normal kick and get the stop and then keep rolling... You win the game. And there are, then you're just a good, uh, then, then Nebraska's just back. Because they said, yeah. you got cute when you didn't need to. Need to. That's the big thing. Yeah. That is and, it. Like, that's it. You're and a that, bad and coach. And okay. Then that's the answer. That's the answer. That's the answer. Him being successful in that moment does not make him a good coach. It makes, yeah, it him, makes him reckless. Yes. That's it. All right. That's the answer. So what you're saying, it was high risk, medium reward. Um, yep. in that Low situation. reward. I mean, you get the ball back pretty good. Well, who knows? Maybe he onside kicks again. He just Scott Frosts the game away. Like, that's what he does. He is, he is worse at football than James Franklin. And that 
And that's the last word of this podcast. Can't we all just be happy that James Franklin is the James Franklin levels of bad where he can get all that talent and he can be at Penn State and then just be very mediocre? Uh, Scott Ross is going to be gone after this year. James Franklin is just good enough to keep his job and somehow get paid an exorbitant amount of money. Very confusing. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, we are... I it it is this snuck up on me. I don't know about you, but football is back this week. Uh, we will be here uh, with an, uh, a week from today to to chat about the game. That feels weird. I'm very excited about it. Go green. Go white. Go white, guys. Football is back. I'm thankful that people skip through that.